0: This morning you were in a rush, and accidentally shaved too much. You bushwhacked your facial hair, kind of looks like you were mauled by a bear. Now in the mirror you see, a mutton chop hybrid goatee. It's who you are now. When your morning is hell, just go to Taco
1: Bell. And try the $1 grilled breakfast burrito with fluffy eggs and crispy bacon wrapped in a warm tortilla. Only at Taco Bell. At participating stores for limited time during breakfast hours. Prices may vary, tax extra you can't feel the thrill of doing something by watching someone else do it you gotta get out there and do it for yourself that's why firestone is offering up its industry-leading 90-day buy and try guarantee try our durable dependable tires out for 90 days and if you're not satisfied we'll refund or replace them for you so what do you have to lose absolutely nothing whatever you drive drive a firestone conditions apply see firestonetire.com for details Recent research has revealed that a significant number of middle school students have abnormally high heart risk factors, yet most kids aren't tested for those. With the details, once again, InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks again, Chris. Dr. Robert Siegel is medical director of the Center for Better Health and Nutrition, part of the Heart Institute at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. So, Dr. Siegel, you led a relatively small study measuring the health of middle schoolers, that is, 12 to 14 years of age. And your most recent findings were quite an eye-opener. Tell us what you found.
0: Yeah, we were very surprised. So our study was looking at cardiovascular screening in middle school kids, And we tested middle school children for height, weight, blood pressure, percent body fat. We also checked their lipid profile, and we did diabetes screening.
1: And what did your study find?
0: Well, some of it was expected. We found, like other studies, around a third of them had some minor to some significant cholesterol problem. But what was very surprising to us is... Two of the 42 kids that we tested and to test for diabetes, they had hemoglobin A1Cs in the diabetic range, which really did come as quite a surprise.
1: I understand that 42% of those screened were overweight or obese. Is that kind of the norm now for 12- to 14-year-olds?
0: It's a little on the high side, but actually some estimates nationwide put... About 40% of kids are overweight or obese by the time they hit middle school and above, so not very far off of the national norm, a little bit higher.
1: And obesity obviously must be a related risk factor to your findings about diabetes and even cholesterol.
0: Absolutely. The diabetes link is very strong, and unfortunately, as kids have struggled more and more with their weight, we are starting to see a lot more type 2 diabetes in that population. Fortunately, it's still relatively uncommon, but it does pop up. The lipid screening, interestingly enough, while being overweight or in that obese range does put you at risk for cholesterol issues, there are many kids that have cholesterol problems simply because of their genetics and are actually in the normal range for their weight so that's why it's recommended by the American Heart Association and the American Academy of Pediatrics that all kids around age 10 get tested for their cholesterol. The diabetes testing is a little bit more complicated. All kids should be screened in a sense in that they should have their body mass index checked and they should also be checked for familial risk factors for diabetes. So if the child is in the overweight or obese category, that is, has a body mass index greater than 85th percentile, and they have two historical risk factors for diabetes, then around age 8 to 10 should also have a diabetes test.
1: So based upon all your research, if you could offer parents of teenagers, or perhaps teenagers themselves, one piece of advice, what would it be?
0: Well, we recommend the five two one zero scheme five fruit or vegetable servings every day, two hours or less of screen time, one hour or more of physical activity, and zero sugary drinks. And that's a great start on a healthy lifestyle.
1: And we should note that the obesity epidemic among teens is not unique. It's basically dovetailing what is happening with adults.
0: Yeah, sadly, a lot of the population is being affected, and it's not just the U.S. It's a really worldwide epidemic at this point.
1: So do you have a takeaway message from all this?
0: I think the important point of the study is really this type of testing which is recommended really needs to be done, and what we offer with our study is just another potential place where it can be done. So for parents, if their doctors, nurse practitioners, or wherever their primary care provider isn't doing the test, then this might be a viable alternative.
1: What are the main reasons that the tests are not being done?
0: Some of it has to do with payment, believe it or not. Some of it has to do with convenience, so not all offices are set up to do it, so kids have to be referred to more standard laboratories, either freestanding or hospital-based laboratories so parents have to get the kids over to get them tested. So there's just a whole host of barriers, but what we're seeing nationwide is around 25 to 30 percent of kids that most are getting tested for this right now.
1: Dr. Robert Siegel, Director of the Center for Better Health and Nutrition, part of the Heart Institute at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Thank you very much for joining us today.
0: Thank you very much.
1: And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. That's it for another edition of InfoTrack, a weekly production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. InfoTrack Internet services are provided by Pair.com. Thanks to this week's contributor, Roy Mackey. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to join us next week for
0: another edition of InfoTrack.